Welcome to Gut Wisdom, a show about work, life, and how to succeed in both. It's radio that resonates. Now, here are your hosts, Deirdre Koppelman and J.G. John Gassman. Every day we're faced with a blizzard of situations that we have to respond to. And while we're all so busy trying to deal with everything that comes our way, did you know that inside our brains we have these dueling parts that can really make things even more challenging? They're called blind spots, the things you can't see, obviously. And then there's our favorite part of the brain that gets us in trouble. The ego? The ego. Mm. Indeed, JG. What do you think about that? I think you are accurate. You know, there's an old saying by a famous rock star. I think his name was Frank Zappa. Yeah. Do you remember Frank Zappa from your day? Uh, that was a long time ago, okay. I know. The mind is like a parachute. It works only when it's open. Huh. But it can't be open if your ego blocks it. Exactly. And you, you have, have blind, blind spots. spots. Oh, look at that. Twin, twin. Yes. So, you know, you told me over the uh, summer, JG, you were reading a book. An amazing book. An amazing book. And you had to put it down. You couldn't read it all the time. You had to, like, think about everything. And it took co- me four months to read the book. And co- I know. And coincidentally, I was gifted that gift of a book uh, by Mike Mitchell Rock. He's uh-huh. a rock star over at Wells Fargo. So he <laughs> dropped it off last week. Yeah. And I started to read the book, and I was like, we have to do this on the show. At least a chapter, right? So what chapter did we pick tonight? Do you remember? Yeah, I think we were talking about open-mindedness. Radical open-mindedness. because, Mm. And it's specifically, when we have so many decisions to make, and we're stuck in all these, which way, which way, which way, and you've got the ego, and you've got your blind spots, and you have all these battles going on internally... The principle is to be radically open-minded, and we're going to find out exactly how to be that way. Stay tuned. Get the news you need whenever and wherever you need it. Follow WCBS on Twitter and like us on Facebook. You can even listen to WCBS on your phone with live streaming and audio on demand with the CBS local app. Stay connected with your favorite news radio station all day long. When you need to know, WCBS has you covered. If you've ever felt like there are things that stand in your way of getting what you truly want out of life, And yet you can't always figure out why can't I get what I want out of life? We are going to tell you that there are these two elements in your brain that create some chaos and prevent all of us from really getting what we want because we can't really make some great decisions sometimes. It's just too much of a chaotic. Do you know what I'm talking about, JJ? You don't know what I'm talking about. I sort of think of it as like we have squid on our face. We can't see the truth. Oh, what a good way to do that. You know? What a good way. So you're listening to Gut Wisdom. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman, who I affectionately refer to as JG. And what we're talking about tonight is we have blind spots and we have our ego. And those two things, those two parts of our brain really prevent us from getting a lot done. Right, JG, wouldn't you say? Agreed. And where did we get this from? You and I both found out that we were reading the same book. You started reading it last summer. Yeah. I was gifted it last week. Yeah. And here we are. So what do we talk? You want to share a little bit more? Yeah, the whole issue of open-mindedness. And how often is it that you deal with somebody extremely judgmental, you don't want to share information, they're not open about their conversations or what they want to share, and you don't know what their agenda is. So- you know, and not all of us make really good decisions because we have those blind spots. So the things that get in our way is stuff that's unknown. Right. It's our ego. We always want to be right. Definitely. Then the blind spots and then the things that are unknown to us. Well, 
Ray Dalio yes. wrote a book, yes. famous book, yes. called Principles. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's a pretty hefty book with, I'd say, quite a bit of principles in there, but really interesting. And while we don't have Ray here with us tonight, Gut Wisdom listeners, uh, we are going to give you a chance to get a copy of this book later on. But Gigi and I have been reading this book separately, and uh, we pulled a chapter out that seemed to be... I think filled with wisdoms that were meaningful. They certainly resonated with me because, you know, you talk about, you know, how many times in every workplace that we've always got or she's got such a big ego and and it really messes things up. Yeah. Leaders, especially, they think they know everything. And, you know, I'd be curious, do you know any listeners? Do you know anybody (laughs) that's your manager or that's your boss? Or your spouse? Or spouse. That's a good one, too, (laughs) that they think they know everything. And you know things that they just don't know that could help them make better decisions. Well, that's because, J.G., according to, and I'll say this again, it's, you know, straight out of Ray's book, the two biggest barriers to good decision making are your ego and your blind spots, because together they make it difficult for us to objectively see what's true. And if you can't see what's true, how can you possibly get get a good decision out of that? Yeah. And when I read this over the summer, and again, this book is very deep. This isn't like you're reading a John Grisham novel or like Harlan Coban novel where you just read it at the beach. This is one of those books where you begin to read. Ooh, that hits me. That resonates. You have to think about it. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about, as it relates to this chapter in the book, there is something called the Johari window. Do you know what the Johari window is? I hope this isn't a test, J.G. Tell me about the Johari window. In the 1950s, this is before we were both born, Joseph Luft and I think it's Harry Ingram created a useful tool to help understand ourselves as well as create better relationships with others. And I'll connect it with the Ray Dalio book in a moment. Good. So basically the model consists of four quadrants, okay? The first quadrant is what we call the open area. And Mm. the open area, that's stuff that it's information about our values, our motivations, and I'm aware of those and you're aware of those. Okay. You know I'm an open book. Then we have another quadrant. The second quadrant is the hidden area. That's the area that contains all the information about ourselves that we don't want to share. It's so stuff only that's we know, but you don't know, or Ex- others don't know. You hit it on the head. Mm. Only I know, but you don't know. So what is that, like the secret self? Exactly. Okay. We all I'm have following secrets. along. You're doing good. Okay. The third quadrant is what we call the blind spot. The blind air or the blind area, and that contains things that are known to others, but not known to ourselves. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Others see it, but we don't see it. So... And think about it. You, you don't know, know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know, but other people know it. Okay. And then ultimately, there's the fourth quadrant, which is what is known as the unknown area. And that contains the behaviors, the motivations, and the things that are unknown to us hmm. and unknown to others. Hmm. So there's stuff that I know, there's stuff that you know about me, there's stuff that nobody knows about me. And what happens is the more open we are, the more open as a leader that we are, the better the decisions we make. True. And, and what happens is 
I've been in several meetings where, you know, I will sit there and I will say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And and I know people disagree with me, but they won't share. They won't say anything, mm. you know, and the, and it's clear that I don't know what they know. Mm-hmm. So are you open-minded or are you closed-minded? It depends. So sometimes I could be open-minded. Sometimes I could be closed-minded. And that's one of the things that as you look at, you know, Ray Dalio's premise mm-hmm. of – being radically open-minded, the ego gets in the way in the blind spots. So right now we're talking about the blind spots. The blind spots are the things that we don't know but that others know. And why is it that people won't share that with us? Well, there's a lot of reasons why. And one of them is ego. And let me <laughs> – I'm telling you, right out of his book, which I thought was interesting. I mean, a lot of us know – I think a lot of us use the word ego. He or she has a big ego. Um, but here, here's a little more meaning to it, if you will. And I really liked how, uh, how he put it in his book. So when he refers to our ego barrier, he's referring to our subliminal defense mechanisms. The that, lower self. The low, the, yeah, the yeah. Amyg- amygdala of the brain, right? So it's, it makes it hard for us, that, that piece makes it hard for us to accept our weaknesses and our mistakes. And I love the way he said, this is where our deep-seated needs and fears sit. So, for example, the need to be loved and yet the fear of losing love, the need to survive, the fear of not surviving, the need to be important, and the fear of not even mattering. All of that resides in the primitive parts of our brain, uh, like the amygdala, but they're the structures that, that's where we process emotions. So I want to just break it down. We, you know, we so flippantly say, oh, such a big ego. Understand where that ego is and what's in there and what's being processed. And by the way, remember, it's subliminal. So in addition to having this subliminal ego that's got these fears in there and these emotions in there. Sure. And it's reactive. It's yeah. defensive. Okay. Yeah. But then there's, it's emotional. It's emotional. And then you have sort of this higher level of your brain. The logical. The logical. So now you've got this internal battle. You have the logical kind sure. of up there saying, hey, you know, don't be so emotional. But you have the emotion that fights it. And then add on top of that, the blind spots, as you were saying, what things that we don't even see. So. If we, each person, each individual has this happening in their brains, so does everybody else that we come into contact with. It's amazing. <laughs> Truthfully, if you think about it, I, I would chalk it up to because so many of us try to function at such a higher level, but it's amazing that we can get along with anybody and get anything done. There's something known as confirmation bias. Do you know what that is? Well, look at you all chock full of wisdoms. Yeah. Wisdoms, yeah. What is it called? Confirmation bias? Yeah. What so I sit in these meetings and everybody just confirms what I'm saying. Nobody disagrees. Uh-huh. Nobody's sharing the blind spots that I don't see. And that's the challenge that most leaders have. So we what do you have the blind so what, spots? What? And I'm an e- So one, I have blind spots. Two, it's probably my ego that is causing people not to open up and say, hey, by the way, be careful with, or do this, or do that, or have you thought of? No, I disagree. I think in that scenario, it's probably your ego, not that prevents them, your attitude and your approachability may prevent Mm. somebody from approaching you and saying that they disagree with you, but it's your ego that doesn't allow you to accept that you're wrong. Mm. Oh, look at that. 
Mm. Trump on you? No, I didn't say Trump. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> not a political show. Not a political show. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So what do you do? About it. So knowing that, <clears throat> what do you do to get people to get past your ego to get to that higher level of logic, not emotion, right? Become approachable. What do you do so that people will not be, what do, they, what do you call it? Confirmation bias? Confirmation bias. Yeah. How do you get past that? Because that's not good. You don't want yes people. So for for me, and again, I've developed over the years where I become a lot more open-minded mm. for people to speak their minds. But and how the way do you they do that? Do, so the way they've done it is, and I've always said, listen, I'm I'm on a truth, I'm on what I call a truth quest, not a feel-good quest. Mm. You know, I don't have to... I, I could talk to you one of two ways. I could either not say something to you. True. Which, which is not really talking to me. Right. Or I could say, you know, listen, do you want me to be honest with you? Do you want me to share stuff? Right. You've done that with me. And, and most people will say, yeah, 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 please share. Right. And I think that's the way most people want to be treated is be truthful. Tell me really everything that you think you can't because you're going to hurt my feelings or you think my ego is going to respond in a bad way. And when somebody comes to me yeah. and says, hey, listen. I want to share something with you. Mm-hmm. Are you open? Mm-hmm. May I offer you some unsolicited feedback mm-hmm. or advice? All of a sudden, I stop and I say, okay, they have something important to say that's going to help me get better. Correct. And if it doesn't, I would agree with you. And remember, yes, and I would also say that you don't have to wait for somebody to have the courage to approach and say something if they don't agree with you. I To be radically open-minded, in my opinion, is to recognize right off the top of the ba- right off the top, with a, a level of self-awareness that I don't know what I don't know. Number one, and say that. So if I come forth with an idea, we had a meeting yesterday on a new logo and all these yes, things for God wisdom and very exciting. And you know what? I spoke my mind, and I was also open. And I said, "Tell me what I don't know." Exactly. So if so if so what I'm saying is don't wait for your team, your spouse, your kids to kind of come at you and say, Well, whoa, whoa, you're not really seeing this. Start off a conversation and say, Here are my thoughts, here's what I think, here's how I feel, tell me what I don't know. So you're already initiating it. But in the past I wouldn't do that. Yeah. That that wasn't my MO. I know. I was closed. You were the hammer. Yes. You were the closed Everything needed minded. a hammer. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, coming up later, we're going to talk about the cues of uh, open-mindedness and closed-minded people and stuff like that. So, and thoughtful disagreement, as Ray calls it. Yes. Thoughtful yeah. disagreement. Well, you know, that's that nicey nice stuff. So here's what we're going to do, listeners. We are going to have um, a wisdom drawing. So if you would like to win a copy- Of our new book. <laughs> oh, of our the new gratitude, book? You know, the new one that just came out. Which one? The Gratitude Journal? Uh, no, the Self-Esteem Booster. Oh, the Self-Esteem Booster. Okay. Oh, my gosh, If yes. you'd like a copy of the Gut Wisdom Self-Esteem Booster, all right, that's not where I was going. Email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, and I'm going to send you a Self-Esteem Booster. I can't believe that's not what I was going to give away, but that's what we are now. Stay tuned. Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. 
Well, if you're tuning in for the first time tonight, everybody, I'm John Gassman, JG, co-host of Gut Wisdom. We are here in studio at WCBS with Deirdre Koppelman. Oh, hello. Howdy. Hi. And we are sharing wisdoms all about being open-minded. Open-minded. Radically open-minded. Radically, as uh, Ray Dalio puts it in his book. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's kind of interesting because I used to be very, very closed-minded, probably huge egotistical mania i mean i'm nuts <laughs> look listen and now you i'm all about this? and now i'm all about feedback share with me what is yes. it that i don't know that you see that i don't know we're, we're the land. and this has become my mo asking for feedback constantly do you remember there was a mayor a mayor of new york city he oh, used a to mayor i was a mayor sure was. yes a mayor yes of new york city i i don't know if it was ed koch or mayor beam you know, maybe I'm dating myself a little bit. And he used to walk around and, he, and he'd say to people, how am I doing? Ah. And he always had two associates that would walk with him with a yellow pad taking notes. But did he care? And he cared. Because you really have to care. Absolutely. You know, you can walk around and be like, hey, so and in order to how be, am I doing? Do you like uh, me? Come on. I like you. You're really nice. I think our listeners like you. Listeners, if you like Deirdre, please email her at dkgutwisdom.com or call her at 212-481-6060. Stop giving my Anyways, anyways, back to the show. So we're talking about being open-minded and feedback and uh, a variety of things. So, again, back to the point of open-mindedness. A lot of people aren't, and that's because two things get in the way, blind spots and ego. Yes, and, 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 and. If you want to radically open your mind, according to Ray Dalio's book, here's what you have to do. You have to sincerely believe that you might not know the best possible path, okay? You, you have to be good with that. You also have to recognize that decision-making is a two-step process. First, get all the relevant information and then decide. Two steps. Also, he points out don't worry about looking good. Worry about achieving your goals. So in other words, you know, don't, people typically feel like, oh, you know, I've got to be right and I have to, you know, be the one, every decision I make has to be the best decision. Forget about that. That's not, that's not uh, the key to getting to be radically open-minded. Right, JJ? I'm listening. Right. Then he also said, um, to, of course, gain the perspective, and I love this one, because it also goes to some of the testing that we do inside companies and, of course, with individuals and families. It's gaining the perspective that comes from how somebody else sees something. Sure. And we we did a show on this. We did an episode where, and we do this testing, everybody is hardwired naturally in, in a very good way. And it's a good thing we're not all clones of each other. Absolutely. And the whole point is to have synergistic relationships is to partner with people who see things differently, who see the things that you don't see with your blind spots. Do you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So his point in being radically open-minded is absolutely speaking to that. Realize that getting perspectives, you know, a creative person is going to see this, you know, 30,000 foot you know, perspective of something. Sure. And it could be really difficult for them to see the granular micro details. And yet somebody who's got the knack or the hard wiring to be deep in the weeds, to see all the details, may not be able to see the bigger picture. That's okay. But if you recognize that and you pair with people and you get other people's perspectives, 
that is actually part of being a must, actually, according to Dalio, of being radically open-minded. So I'll share a story with you. Many, many years ago, Dee, we had a client. He was the CEO of a big company here in New York City. And uh, what I loved about this guy was so open-minded to ideas. Mm -hmm. I would call him and I would say, Steve, I got an idea. And he'd say, great. When can we meet? Right. And unfortunately, though, many times when I'd go meet with him, he would have a lot of, a lot of other advisors there. Mm. So I always knew it was like David versus Goliath. Here <laughs> I was coming. I'd have an idea. And these guys were going to shoot me down. Right. So I called him once and I said, Steve, I have an idea. However, I want to present it to you without all the other advisors first. I want you to hear it from me. I want you to be open and not hear all the other not have your chatter with you right? not ha- hear the chatter that they all say and he says no problem gg so uh michael who you know michael and i went up to see him and we did a presentation and at first he was he chuckled at the idea he was like really this is what you're sharing with me you got to be kidding me it's too simple and then when we got into it a little more he was like you know what this is kind of an elegant solution And it was a simple, elegant solution. Very simple, very elegant, Mm. very rudimentary. And as he said to us, I don't understand. I have all these other advisors, right? Right. I'm surround myself with a financial guy, a tax guy, a lawyer, a stockbroker, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's ever thought, nobody ever brought this to me. Interesting. Well, and why do you think that is? I have an opinion, which I'll hold off on. <laughs> Just in um, case anybody's listening. Because we're much better than them. But anyways, and he was like, you know what? I really love the idea. But, and there was a but. It wasn't an and. Right. It was a but. You know, I don't know enough about this okay. to make an informed decision. So he said, this is what I want to do, JG. I want you to come back. And I do want you to present this to all the other advisors. I want them to sort of poke holes in this. I want to hear their perspective. Now, this is a guy who's a CEO. Mm-hmm. He, this is the way he actually makes his decisions. That's radical. And that is being radically open-minded. And I never knew that. And I actually got a little offended and I obsessed about ego, this. Ego. Ego. You got offended. Yes. Ego. Totally. Mm-hmm. Little I, bruise. I, I Absolutely. So the Archangel, Michael, and I went back. There he was with his posse, as you called it, or the team of people. And we presented the idea. And, of course, we were prepared right. for them to throw the stones but and the rocks okay. and the arrows. And you know what? It was good because Steve sat there, arms crossed, watching the ping pong ball go back and forth right. from the two sides. And, you know, we made our arguments and we defended, for lack of a better word, our position. And ultimately, you know, at the end, Steve said, you know what? This was very helpful for me. He says, I don't know what I don't know about this. I'm being educated. And I don't have a big ego. I can say I don't know. Yeah. And hearing the way you all argue and question and answer gives me a perspective that I would not have had had I not had you all in the room. So now I can make an educated and a very informed decision. Right. And I'll take it one step further. And I'll ask the question, were you and Michael, because that's who you went in with, yeah. were you open-minded? Were you, were you focused on defending your position and your idea? Or when that volley, I'll call, was going back and forth, were you open to maybe hearing what the other side no. was 
See? No, I was totally closed-minded. And right. I would have to because say... Because then everybody could have learned. Right. If everybody in that room was radically open-minded, it would not just have been Steve who no, benefited we all, we from were it. All, we all were positioning and jockeying for position right. in those conversations. It right. wasn't about Steve. It was about ourselves. It was about ourselves being right. So, and, and what happened ultimately was, I think after, you know... You could see the levels of frustration and anger on both sides. Ego. It got totally everybody. Blind spots. Absolutely. And I look back upon that. I look back now. And again, the client ended up implementing what we suggested, which was amazing. And we did this twice with him, this strategy, that now I sit there and I'm way more open to To what you don't know. Yeah. You know what? Because your ego is quiet. get, Get everybody together. Yeah, let let's let's come up with it's not a feel good quest, it's a truth quest. Let's come up with the best answer exactly. for him. Exactly. It's interesting because you could take that same scenario and I will and I'll take it to a okay, so that's a business, right? That happens with people we work with, our clients, our bosses, our peers. It also happens at home, in our personal lives. We've got siblings. I've got five siblings. Yes, indeed, five. A whole handful and they're all older than me what does that tell right off the bat that's got to give you listeners a sense of what the dynamic is five older brothers and sisters who knows better and who's always right my five older brothers and sisters even though i'm a business owner (laughs) i i have i'm a mother i'm i have all my own knowledge but yet i will tell you but so here's what i've learned to do because I, my ego, I used to really get frustrated and angry and annoyed. I'd sit there and say, why does my sister... Who are you to tell me? Or Well, sort of, yeah, like that. And then, <laughs> and then as, uh, you know, you... Time co- progressed. You, you, uh, well, you develop. T- as time progressed, as I've progressed, as, you know, I'm a, a... You've grown up. Well, I coach and I like to be coached. I realize now... I must be open-minded. I must be radically open-minded. I must take my ego. I must put it down, you know, a shoe somewhere and just listen because I can. There are times where, you know what? I may not be seeing something. I had my niece over until about two o'clock in the morning last week, uh, last weekend, and she was having a troubling time with her parents. She, they were, I would say both sides of this argument. Of course, when there's an argument, somebody feels they have to win. And somebody feels that they're right. And of course, in both, you know, usually it's both people think they're right. And that's why there's the argument. So I kind of had to help her, my niece, sort of understand that there's this bucket of you don't know what you don't know. Number one. Number two, are you open to learning, keeping your point of view, but understanding that you may not be 100% right and you may yeah, not be 100% wrong. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a perspective to take. And that's the perspective that he talks about in his book, in ter- as I see it, as being radically open-minded to really get us where we want to be and achieve what we want to achieve faster the sooner we can be. And it requires practice. Totally. But being ra- to live radically open-minded. I, I would agree with you. I don't disagree uh, Stephen Covey, I think, was the one who coined this seek first to understand. Oh, sure. Then to be understood. Oh, it's every and that's argument. What, and that's what I've learned to do in, in life, whether it's personal or business. Who'd you learn that from? You didn't learn that from Stephen Covey. You learned that from me. I read me. it from the book. You learned that from me. 
<laughs> I'm not going to comment. Okay, you can have the credit. <laughs> Just send me the cash. Anyways, but that's really the whole point of uh, thoughtfully uh, thoughtful disagreement is to come at it from a perspective of, I may not know everything. Let's explore the opportunity. Let's have an honest, open dialogue. We can agree to disagree, but I'm going to put my judgment. I'm going to put my position. I'm going to put my thoughts aside yeah. so I can hear what you have to say well, that's and it. understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. And that's why I think when you know we talk, it's wonderful to practice that active listening technique sure. of, so if I heard you correctly, Deirdre, <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh, and I do that a lot with I you, know you do. so that you know that I've heard you. So here's the thing, and I want to add to this. Even if you think you're right, Okay, because you starting a, a, what do you call it, a thoughtful disagreement, that's how he poses it in the book. A thoughtful disagreement is certainly wanting to seek to understand, and yes, it would be all hunky-dory if we all started, you know, with, oh, so can you help me understand exactly what you were thinking, which is really difficult if you really think that you were right. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. So what I'm saying is to practice this, even if you think you're right and the other person is wrong. Agreed. Okay? Fine. Still start the question so that you can really understand the other person's point of view. Even if you think you're 100% right and your ego is in play and it's just too big and you can't get it out of the way, force yourself to say, I'm right and I know I'm right. However, I'm going to start by asking, please help me understand what your point of view is here. The old adage, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Oh, well, that too. So if you come in like a bully that I'm right, you know, it's not going to be taken too well versus if you come in and say, you know, maybe I'm wrong, help me understand, it'll lead to a better outcome, a better result. Yeah, I would agree. And it's not always about you. I don't mean you, JG. I mean us as individuals. We don't want to hurt people's feelings. We don't want to do all this. But there's also the piece that we have to get better, too. And it's okay sometimes to say, you know what? I need to be better. And that's why I love the Johari window. Oh, that because Johari it's, window. I always go back to it. Study it. Google it, everybody. Because it's all about how to improve and discover your own strengths, find your blind spots, and explore how you could be better. I have an idea. What's the idea? How about if you're... How about if anybody, I won't even limit it to five. If you're listening tonight, no. What do you want? I'm listening. I'm saying email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com. And how about we send whoever emails me this Johari window? Oh, I love it. Right? What a great idea. Okay. You, you should I'm in. That. I'm right. in. You're Count sure? me but in. What about the self-esteem booster journal? We'll send those too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, We're giving so just, it away tonight, just, everybody. Just clarify what you want when you email me. We have a self-esteem booster journal, and we also have uh, a great look at the Johari window. Okay, stay tuned. We're coming back. When you're on the train, Can you all call, please, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com, and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. Do you consider yourself to be open-minded? I don't know. Sometimes I am. What? I am open-minded. You asked a question. <laughs> You're not always, well, you weren't always open-minded. I'm correct. Yes. Well, what about, uh, do, you you think I'm, do you think I'm open-minded? Uh, not always. 
Sometimes you are. Sometimes you're not. Sometimes Depends if you're moody or not. Oh, stop, JG. So I'm JG, yes, co-host of Gut Wisdom. Mm-hmm. We're here in studio yeah. with Deirdre Koppelman, the best host in town. Yeah, he's cutting me off tonight. It's okay. No, no, it's all you. Go for it. <laughs> so, JG. Yes, Your Highness. We've been talking about... <laughs> oh, boy, I see what kind of Saturday night this is. We've been talking about radical open-mindedness. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about how... What gets in the way, like the gets, ego and the blind spots. I love when you interrupt me. Yes, yes JJ. So what are some <laughs> of the signs that uh, we can look for to tell if someone is closed-minded beyond sort of, you know, the obvious. They sit there, they cross their arms, and you can see that they're not open-minded. What other ways? Do you know? What does mm-hmm. Ray Dalio say in his book? Well, I'd rather not concentrate so much on Ray Dalio. I'd rather concentrate on what we see typically inside of companies. Okay. How, how about like, I'm right and you're wrong. I'm going to talk and you're all going to listen. Mm. You ever go to those meetings? Yes. I have a speech to give. I have a soliloquy, a monologue. I've... And everybody's sitting there saying, why are we having this meeting? Oh, my God. Is he going to talk again and again? Oh, my God. Well, We've typically, right. So typically a closed minded person does not want their ideas challenged. That sounds to me like that's because their ego is in the way, if you yeah. ask me. They're frustrated that they can't get the other person to agree with them. Yeah. How, uh, humble, how humble are some of these people? Uh, let's see. Not I, typically. Not typically humble. And I would say closed-minded people are also more likely to make statements than ask questions. What do you mean? So instead of, um, I don't know... Um, Rather than saying, hey, um, could you explain to me how you came to that conclusion or what your point of view is or where did you get that from? Help me understand. That's a more obviously, those are open-minded questions. Mm. Closed-minded is, um, and I've, I'm afraid to say, I've heard you say things like this. <laughs> well, this is the way it is and that's the way it is and that's the end of the story. Have you not said that? Yeah, 22 years ago. <laughs> I didn't know you 22 years ago, but I'm serious. There, you know, closed-minded people focus much more um, that they should be understood as opposed to that they need to understand others. And I'd go back to, you know, the time that we presented to the CEO. I didn't want to be challenged. That's why I specifically asked for an audience with the client without his posse. Right. You know, I did not want to be challenged. That's closed-minded. I, I was closed-minded. I was opinionated. I was attached to a specific outcome. Right. That's important to know. My ego was in the way. But now, and and this guy is a curious guy. You know, he's going to ask questions. He doesn't know what he doesn't know, and he wants other people. He wants. He learns mm-hmm. from watching other people ask questions. So I think an open-minded person is going to be curious about what it is that they don't know. Exactly. And think about, we had a guest on who talked about, you know, when you're on a plane. So last year I flew, oh gosh, I don't know, maybe 40, 50 times around the country. All these speaking engagements was a ton of fun. And whoever I would sit next to, not that I'm the annoying person that you don't want to sit next to, but I am I am open. You have a gift to gab. Let's call it out. But I would say this. I ask more questions yeah. than I do share about myself because I am truly more interested Absolutely. in the other person yeah. and what I can learn about the other person. Absolutely. It's no different. And so that kind of, that's a situation where, you know, you could apply that to business 
And that's what he's talking about. Closed-minded people really, they want to talk about themselves. That's an ego-driven um, mindset pursuit. Yes. Yeah. Do you know that um, also in his book, which I kind of like, this is Ray Dalio's book, by the way, that we're talking about. It's called Principles. And if you're, you know, if you've just tuned in at this part of the show, JG was reading uh, Ray's book over the summer. Took me four months because it was so deep. It wasn't like reading one of my usual fiction novels. This is something you had to really digest. Exactly. And you would tell me, I'm reading this great book and I'm reading this great book and I can't put, and I have to put it down to digest it. And it just so happens that... uh, a uh, business associate and a friend of mine, Mitchell Rock, uh, Rocks over at uh, Wells Fargo, dropped this book off in my office last week as a gift, and so now I'm reading this book. And what what I like is that when you think about closed-minded people compared to open-minded people, closed-minded people say things like, "I could be wrong, but here's my opinion." Open-minded people. No, they're going to ask a question. They're not going to say, well, I could be sure. wrong, but here's what it's, you kind of go in thinking, I don't know what I don't know. hundred percent. One. And two, what can I learn from somebody else? Yeah. Yesterday I was in a meeting and, and this is right on target that I made a statement to someone that I had a question and at, he asked me, he said, why is it that you think that? And for a second, I, I, I was like, huh? Mm. What do you mean? Why are you asking? Because that's what it is. But then I realized he doesn't know. He doesn't know what I know. Mm-hmm. Right? I know I know the facts. He doesn't have the perspective right. that I have. So he's interested in learning, and he wants to make his own decision, obviously. Well, Dalio says you have to get to know your blind spots because when you're closed-minded and you form an opinion – in an area, let's say, where you have a blind spot, you could be in big trouble because you have to ask other people. It just so many. You make better decisions. Well, that's the point. When you have the input that is from the others, point. that's why companies have boards. That's why there are organizations like Vistage, so you can share your your concepts or your ideas. That's why people mm-hmm. hire, mm-hmm. you know, an outsourced HR company because they don't know what they don't know and they don't want to have problems. Well, I want to share a story with you, and let me tell you how frustrating this is. I'm working with a group. Uh, it's a large company, and I work with groups within inside uh, inside this larger company. And I'm working with this particular group. It's a small group of three people. And I've started working with them on strategic planning and goal setting. Before I get into sort of the leadership skills and uh, uh, communication and whatnot, I want to start, I wanted to start in a very neutral group huddle where they would learn to intentionally or with intent uh, think about bigger goals that they have a hard time achieving and help them with the system to figure out how to achieve them. Very simple, uh, very neutral. And I thought it would be great to start the team that way. I have to tell you that these three, although now I've broken one down, okay, to being open-minded, the other two are so defiant, almost belligerent about learning anything new, thinking that they need to do anything differently. They feel that they are being micromanaged. and And I've explained to them. It's not like I haven't educated them and said, I'm not interested in, in specifically 
what your goals are, what your weekly tasks are. I'm interested in sharing with you this bigger picture, this bigger system of how you can achieve these bigger things while, you know, the jack in the box, the jack in the boxes pop up during the day. They are so closed minded. And by the way, I was doing this as a conference call because they're all, all three of them are remote. Mm-hmm. I changed it up and I started to do one to ones with them and doing it via FaceTime or Skype so I can actually see their uh, body language. Yeah, and I idea. also thought it would help, you know, maybe establish a little more rapport with them. Yeah. Let me tell you, they, <laughs> these two out of three don't even um, look at the, I can't even see them. They put, it's horrendous. So you know what? My recommendation is after working with them for about seven weeks, my evaluation is they are too close-minded. They're not open to learning anything new. And quite frankly, I can't work with them. And, some, and that's it's, this is a gift for them, you know, from their company. And I can't, I can't do it. So is that when you, when you deal with a situation like that, is the recommendation ultimately terminate the people or is there some other form of, hey, maybe we should try something else. Here's a different solution to try to help them open up. Well, the next step is really to have the CEO sit with them again and ask questions. Help me understand. What don't you like about this? What are you concerned mm. about? Um, is there something that we don't know? That That's the next step. And then we'll see what happens after that. He may determine that they are closed-minded and that they shouldn't be in this program. I don't know. We'll it's see. unfortunate. It is, but for me, I, I have to control. I use my emotional intelligence, and I have yeah. to stay calm because I, you know, you could take it personally, which you, you know. right. But I think what we've both learned from all of the reading and all of the work that we've done is number one, non-judgmental. Correct. We walk into situations, we have no judgment. We don't even want to hear. We work with the CEO or or someone in the organization. They'll start telling us, "Hey, we got this person. Let me right. share with." It. No, 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 no. Do not tell us anything. No judgment. We yes. want to have no preconceived notions. Correct. That's number one. Number two is the importance of practicing non-attachment, non-attachment to the outcome. We're yeah. here for you. We're here to help you have an epiphany. Yeah. Like we want the light bulb to go off for you. It's mm-hmm. not about us. Right. And but, it's like a coach. It's, you know, why do people go to the gym? Why do they hire a personal trainer? They don't know what they don't know. They hire the trainer to help them get better. That's a good point and, at being open. That's actually a very good point. That's a great way of looking at how easy you can be open-minded and put your ego uh, in check to, in check and expose the blind spots is by seeking the help of other professionals. So why can't we do that in regular situations, I would in agree. arguments and what have you? And yeah. the third thing is, you know, to practice being carefrontational, not confrontational. Yes. You know, and that's the way I think a lot of leaders come off as, you know, especially the bully boss types, you know, sure. you know, the, it, well, I'm going to confront them. But if you come off from a, a, a carefrontation, like, help me understand, let's work this out. There's nothing we can't do together if we work together well, to personally, accomplish the goal. Correct. Personally or in business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a whole, other, a whole other subject, JG. So what are we giving away? Let's, you know, it seems like we've had a free-for-all tonight. We have yeah, this the is self-esteem a, 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 booster. Yes. Right? We, we developed the self-esteem journal. booster. You're right? going to give away the Johari window We have the Johari window. What else do you want to give away, JG? I don't 
want to just give something away. I want to suggest that people check out our new YouTube video. Okay. You know, we've posted, we've had, I don't know, maybe 100 shows, whatever it may be. We have posted on YouTube all of our little vignettes and our short little videos. I'd love for all of you to go check them out. Check out the Gut Wisdom YouTube video and give us some feedback. What do you like? That's fair. And if you would like a self-esteem booster journal Mm -hmm. that we created, um, or you'd like a chance to win uh, Ray Dalio's book, we only have one, and or you'd like the Johari window. I know that's a lot of gifts, but I'll tell you what. If you it's prize e- night. If you email me, it's March Madness. If you email me at dk at gutwisdom, G-U-T-W-I-Z-D-O-M.com, uh, tell me the gift you want. I'm going to write you back anyway. Everybody knows that. Yeah. Good? I love it. I you think it's it. great. Okay. Absolutely. So, and if you have missed the beginning of tonight's show, you can download this show and previously aired shows by either going to our website, gutwisdom.com, obviously with a Z, and or downloading the podcast on iTunes. Here's the wisdom that I want to leave everybody with. What is it, James? You heard me say this, Bing Crosby. Oh, no. Do you remember that? Oh, no. Don't start singing. I won't, but... I like people to think about how to accentuate the positive and eliminate the negative. Yeah. When you talk to others, when you deal with others, when you communicate with others, talk about how to think about how to accentuate their positives and not and eliminate the negatives. Look at you, JG, getting thought. all philosophical. Well, on thought. that note, have an amazing Saturday night. Back next week. You've been listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Gut Wisdom comes your way every Saturday night at 7 p.m. on WCBS 880 or anytime at gutwisdom.com. That's wisdom spelled with a Z.